Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired Choices Network and Financially Speaking. I am your host, Kathy Cook Noble, and we are going to talk about all the fun, fun words in finance. And as usual, that's what we do here at Financially Speaking. We take financial terms or concepts or confusion and we break it down to make it nice and easy for everybody to understand because there is absolutely no problem with people understanding their own stuff. I know I come from that world as a financial advisor, uh, also as a bookkeeper. I know sometimes there's a lot of code, it sounds like, or even a foreign language when we talk in acronyms and in terms that you don't use every day, and it confuses people, and it frustrates me because I really believe that we as individuals can understand our own stuff. We can we can definitely understand and be in control of our own finances. We don't have to be scared of it. We don't have to be worried or intimidated that somebody else is the one that we have to rely on when we really just have to rely on ourselves. So that's what we do here at Financially Speaking. And in general, we really, that's what we do at the Inspired Choices Network. Our motivation and our goal is to inspire and, and empower people so that they can really live their best life and and enjoy all the opportunities that they have that they want. Everybody's life is different. Everybody's choices are different. We don't all want to live on an island with a yacht and fly around the world every every day. And that's not what people want. And everybody has their own dreams and absolutely can achieve them. And it, when you listen to the Inspired Choices Network, our, our part here on Financially Speaking, of course, is about the financial stuff. But the other uh, hosts and the other shows, are, the whole package really helps you put your life together and keep you on track, keep you motivated, and, and keep you happy and inspired. So I encourage everyone to stay tuned and stay plugged in all the time. And I'm going to steal Christine's, uh, don't tell her, but I'll, she always says the things that uh, light you up and keep you excited. And I know I paraphrase it because if she hears it, I don't want her to know I stole her, her, her tag, but she really does do a lot of things that light people up and keep, keep people motivated and excited about their life. So uh, stay tuned and plugged into the Inspired Choices Network. There's always lots of great things happening here, and there's lots of great opportunities. So I know that there's a lot of people out there that are thinking, geez, I really would like to do this and be a host on the Inspired Choices Network. And I know there's some of you out there that just went, oh, no, not me. And that was me, the oh, no, not me. So uh, that was me over a year ago. And here we are uh, a year and a half later and, or thereabouts, and uh, it's it's great, it's awesome, it's wonderful. So for any of you out there that are thinking, I really, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to explore it. Uh, I think you should get in contact with our our boss here at Inspired Choices Network and talk to Christine about that. It's a huge opportunity. You get to talk to people all around the world and lots of like-minded individuals and a lot of women out there, especially that have a place to come and and get answers to all the questions that they need. So that's who we are and what we do for all of you new listeners on the Inspired Choices Network and specifically on Financially Speaking. So for those of you just tuning in for the first time, welcome. Excited for you to be here. We are uh, a financial show that takes this, the fear out of finance. And I do that as a financial advisor every day. I, I like to think I do with my clients. I like to think I did when I taught college and uh, with my class and made it very simple and easy for them. 
And I think I do that with my clients in the bookkeeping business that I have and any of the other businesses I ran over the course of my, my life. So I think it's, it's important that we keep things nice and simple and, and all about me. It is all about me. And, and in that respect, I mean you. So everything that we're doing is all about you. So when you're thinking about, does this apply to me? Absolutely. It's all about you. So how, does, how do you make it fit? How do you understand it? Uh, I'm just going to do a shameless plug here about my book that I released. It's called All Ladies Should Use the F Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances. It is a book that specifically deals with daily financial information and daily financial concepts, things such as mortgages, what they are, how they work, bank fees, um, are you paying too much, are you paying enough, uh, what should you be looking for. Uh, our topic tonight, we're going to talk about insurance, which I know I heard a lot of people just roll their eyes when I said that, but I have to tell you, it's an exciting topic. And if you rolled your eyes when I say the word insurance, and that to me indicates that you haven't talked to the right people because it's an exciting topic, it's a fun topic, and it's a lifesaver. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight, all the different kinds of insurance, what we need, do we need it, uh, what do we consider insurance? Because there's a lot of stuff out there and there's a lot of confusion and people sometimes come across those fast talkers and I'll share some of the information with you tonight about the different kinds. Of course, we're not going to be able to cover every single type in detail, but I want to cover as much as we can. So we will talk about different kinds of insurance and see what it is that we need and see how much we need and when we need it and how all that stuff fits together. So that's the exciting journey we're taking tonight. And let's just jump in and talk about insurance. So when I say insurance, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? What do you think of? Do you think uh, home insurance? Do you think auto insurance? Do you think life insurance? How about pet insurance? How about maybe mortgage insurance? Some people might be thinking, nope, living benefits, which is critical illness or disability. And a lot of you might be thinking, I don't know about any of them, but I, I know I have to pay for it and I don't need it. I never use it. And that's a very common comment that I hear when I talk to people or it's too much and how much is too much how do we know if it's too much how do we know what to calculate with what we need so let's start there's a whole whack of insurances out there and I'll bet you didn't even know some of them were insurance so the obvious ones are home and auto pet insurance mortgage insurance life insurance critical illness and disability insurance uh, computer insurance how about appliances insurance on your appliances also known as warranty it's a type of insurance. Warranty is a type of insurance. Title insurance when you buy a house. What about credit card insurance? They call it balance protection. How about travel insurance? Anybody ever left their province or their state? You probably got travel insurance. How about tenants insurance? That's if you rent your if you rent your house or your apartment, then you probably got something, or maybe your landlord required you to get something called tenants insurance. Then there's stuff like an umbrella policy. What is that? We'll talk about it. Then there's business insurance, which is commercial liability insurance. Then you can have insurance on your jewelry. You can have rider insurance on policies. So, for example, if a life insurance policy, you had a kid rider, you could put that um, other insurance on, the same policy. You could have a rider on or an standalone policy on your collections. So, say you collect coins or you collect uh, exotic spoons or whatever you collect, um, or if you had expensive dishes or uh, family heirlooms that you wanted insured. So there's a lot of insurance, and, and I say just about anything I think you can insure, and 
I'm sure there's stuff out there that you can't, but you can get flood insurance and you can get um, different kinds of uh, insurance on specific things like boiler insurance on your boiler. So there's all kinds of different insurance you can get. So it sounds like a lot, right? And we've all been dealing with it our whole lives. You just probably didn't notice or realize it. Just starting with warranty. When you go and buy a computer, you go and buy an appliance, how many of you have been asked if you want warranty with that? And the warranty is going to be, say, $20, and that's going to cover you for the next two years, and or $50, whatever the number is. Depends on the price of the item. But you can get insurance on it. You also can get, when you buy new furniture, you know how they put uh, insurance on your, your furniture because they do it through Scotchgard. So if anything happens to your furniture, then it will be replaced or repaired at no cost over a certain period of time because you did that special coverage or treatment on your furniture, also as an insurance. So when you think about it like that, did you realize how many opportunities you have in your life to talk about insurance or to deal with somebody on insurance? And there's all kinds of different types of people out there. There's not one, typically, there's not one person that does it all. There's usually a home and auto insurance person that you deal with. There's probably a life insurance person like me that's an advisor that would be life insurance licensed that you would deal with. There's probably uh, somebody different again on your pet insurance. There's probably somebody different on your business insurance. So who are the different kinds of people that you could deal with? Well, there's there's certain kinds of people in the industry that have different terms. Like, for example, a broker. That's the... That's the person that has the company that you're going to to buy the insurance. And then you have the agent, which is the representative of that company. Then you have the company itself. So that would be the actual name of the insurance company that you're going to be buying the insurance with. So it sounds kind of, when people talk about insurance, they think it's kind of boring. There's not much to it. You just put pay this and, and you're covering something. But it's actually quite detailed. It's fascinating when you get into it because there's there's certain there's certain requirements. For example, on your auto warranty. So say you bought a vehicle and you put the extended warranty on it. Well, the usual requirements are proper maintenance on it, which is an oil change, for instance, every so many kilometers or so many months. Or you might have to do the standard maintenance, which is provided by the manufacturer to keep your warranty in place. So there's requirements sometimes that go with your warranty. And if you don't do the requirements, how many of you out there have ever had a warranty claim denied because it didn't fulfill the requirements or it wasn't either it wasn't filled and completed in full or it was deferred and had to go for further investigation because it didn't look like it was straightforward. I can tell you an example of um, there's a couple of examples actually that, that come to mind, especially on the life insurance because I deal with that more often. But I know one life insurance policy you had to be you had to die in a specific location in order for it to be valid. And the people realized that was in the small print. And that happens, you know, with a uh, honestly. Uh, and I'm not criticizing the door-to-door people, but there's people that go door-to-door to sell insurance, and they say, oh, you know, a million-dollar policy for 15 bucks, and uh, people think, oh, that's a great deal, and they pay it, and they don't realize exactly what they're getting or what the coverage is or the, what the exclusions are. And exclusions are just that. There's certain things that exclude you from claiming on it. So if you had a disability policy 
and it excluded you because you had a pre-existing condition. And I'm sure these words all sound familiar to some of you out there. Pre-existing means you had it before you came to get the insurance. So the insurance company say, well, we'll cover you for everything except what you had before you came here. So if you had a bad back, for example, then in disability, they won't cover an injury related to your back. So those are some of the things that it's important, really, really, really important to know when you're getting any kind of insurance. You want to know if there's an exclusion or a requirement with your auto policy. Uh, for instance, there's a lot of new um, technology that tracks how you drive, tracks your speed, and the, the, the telemantics. But the technology that they have helps you get a discount on your insurance. So if you don't speed or if you don't um, go so many kilometers or so far, you have this option of getting a reduced amount on your policies. I always, <laughs> I always worry because I have had, you know, the odd speeding moment that I don't want it to be held against you, uh, be held against me, but they assure me it's not. So, and I haven't seen it so far. Um, but yeah, you want to make sure you know what exactly your opportunities are. For example, your opportunity to have that um, device so that you can save on your insurance. And you also want to ha know what the exclusions are and if there's anything that you need to have for your, your policy. So those are some of the things that we're going to talk about. It sounds overwhelming and and I know we have so much to do in this day and age. We have jobs we have to ha keep. We have kids we have to look after. We have food we have to prepare and know all the ins and outs of what's nutritious and not not good for us and quantities to eat. And we have to look after ourselves with some kind of exercise. And then we have cleaning and laundry. And it's just overwhelming. And then forget if you're going to volunteer anywhere or do any extracurriculars because uh, you've just got so much going on. Now we have to understand our finances and we have to understand our insurance and we have to understand our health because our doctor's going to talk to us about things that we might not understand. But generally, the stuff that we're talking about here, we can easily do and, and understand it very simply. I can't explain to you a lot of health issues or give you advice on whether or not to have surgery and stuff, but I, I certainly think we can understand our financial stuff pretty easily. So we're going to take our first break of the night, and when we come back, we're going to jump in with our list, and we're going to talk about all the different kinds of insurance and just have a conversation about whether we need it. And you, you will decide. I will not tell you you need it or you don't need it. I, I give you the information because I know you can decide for yourself. So we're going to take our first break of the night, and when we return, we'll, we'll talk about that. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to continue to talk about all the cool and fun things that insurance can bring us. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? 
Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Kathy Cook-Noble, and you are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. Today, our show topic is insurance, insurance, insurance. Before we went to break, guess what we were talking about? Oh, we were talking about insurance, and there's all kinds of them. So that's what we're going to talk about right now. And because I'm based in Canada, Ontario, Canada, I'm going to keep a little bit of it uh, I'll be talking generally about the different kinds, but the specific stuff is going to be related to Ontario. Everyone's got different laws and different provinces and different states, but they're pretty close to being the same. All right, so when it comes to insurance, there's essentially five your five big types of insurance that everybody's probably going to know about, and everybody's probably, I'm going to guess, either has or has most of them. So the first one is health insurance. This is huge. This is huge. So health insurance is your drugs, your dental, your paramedical, all those kind of things you need and hope you don't need, but when you do need it, you're really, really thankful to have health insurance. Your second big one is your car insurance. Uh, the Most of us, <laughs> I think, have it. You all should have it because it's legal to, uh, it's illegal rather, to drive without it, but uh, car insurance is your second one. Your home insurance or potentially your renter's insurance if you don't own the home is your, your next, your third one. Then there's life insurance. And life insurance we'll talk about a little bit in uh, the next section of the show because that's one that a lot of people are, I find are kind of funny about uh, in the sense that they don't think they need it. And we'll talk about that. Disability insurance is the, the fifth one. So those are your big five, health, car, home, life, and disability. Those are the big five. Most people know what they are. So let's talk about them and, and just in general uh, talk about the insurance. So I have to say, though, when I get asked all the time about different kinds of insurance, not everybody qualifies for it. So just because you decide that you want you know, life insurance, you want health insurance or disability or whatever, doesn't mean you qualify for it. Insurance is a privilege. It is not a right. And I know that might sound backwards to some people, but it's absolutely the case. Even though um, they're not required legally, except for your car insurance. Did you know that? A lot of people, if I said to you, your home insurance is not a required by law insurance, would you know that? Or were you thinking that you have to have it? Now, don't get me wrong. There are people uh, that's mandatory that they require it, like your bank or your lending institution or your mortgage companies, people like that. But it's not required by law. 
And for these reasons, I think it's important for us to shift our, our perspective when we start thinking about insurance and more think of it like a, a privilege instead of a right. Driving is not a right. You know, getting your driver's license is a privilege. And I, I always said that, even from a young age, it's a privilege to get your license. It's not a right. No one's required to give you your driver's license just because you turned a certain age. It's the same with insurance. And that is why it's important to look and review your insurance, make sure you have the right stuff, and get it when your health and your physical uh, ability is there to get it because you can be denied. And if you get denied insurance, for example, life insurance or health insurance, um, you don't get it. And that means you don't have anything. If you get sick, you get hurt, you, you die, you pay. So that's how, that's how insurance works. So there is required insurance and then there's not required insurance. Most insurance is not required. The only one that you have to know is required is, is auto insurance. You have to have that. That's, that's how come you can get in trouble. That's how come you can get tickets when you get pulled over. You don't have it. It is required, mandatory, must have for auto insurance. Now, home insurance is not. But why do we have insurance? What is it really? What is, what, what is insurance? Well, insurance is really just a transfer of risk. So you're taking a risk when you get in your car, for example. You're taking a risk that you're going to go drive on the road and have a safe trip. You're, going to, you're taking a risk that people are going to stop at the stop signs, people are going to stop at the red light, people aren't going to speed, they're not going to run into you from behind, from the side. You're taking, you're taking on that risk. The insurance company, when I say transferring the risk, you're transferring your risk to the insurance company. So now the insurance company is taking the risk that when you go driving, that somebody's not going to hit you or you're not going to hit somebody or you're not going to run a red light or run a stop sign or run into the back or the side of somebody's car. And they're taking that risk on because if you do, then they pay. So that's why you're transferring risk. It's the same with your home. If you, if you opt not to have home insurance and you have a break-in and stuff gets stolen or you have a fire and the house is beyond repair, then you pay for it. It's out of your pocket. That's all you. If you have insurance, then you're transferring that risk to the insurance company saying, and they're saying, well, we're going to take a chance that you're not going to have a break-in or you're not going to have a house get, catch fire or burn down. And if, it, if you do, then we're going to pay for it. And that's what it is, an insurance contract, and it is a contract. You are agreeing to pay a certain amount, and you are agreeing to provide information to the companies, and they in turn are agreeing that they're going to cover X, Y, and Z or X, Y, and Z for my American friends. Uh, in the contract, and they're going to cover it to a certain limit. So if you have house insurance, and the house insurance is for $500,000, and your house burns down, then they are going to pay $500,000, or they're going to have an allowance to rebuild the house. So that's really what insurance is. It's a transfer of risk, no matter what kind of insurance we're going to talk about. So the other kinds of insurance, there's pet insurance, and yes, there is definitely pet insurance. So people ask all the time, is it worth it? Is it worth getting all this insurance? Because you can be overinsured. Make no mistake. Uh, you can mitigate your risk as much as you as much as you want. You can try as hard as you can, but you can't eliminate all your risk. So there comes a point where you have to be realistic, and you have to say, okay, well, I have to have car insurance if I'm going to drive. That's the law. Should I have health insurance? Should I have home insurance? Should I have life insurance? Should I have disability insurance? Should I get pet insurance? You know, should I get the insurance known as warranty on my computer or should I get it on my my fridge or my freezer or my dishwasher or whatever the case may be should I get title insurance now most lawyers will put title insurance on 
when they do a house sale. And title insurance is simply saying that if there's a problem with the title, then you're insured and it's not going to cost you money. So what does that mean? Well, typically when you buy a house, there's a, uh, a square, let's call it. Sometimes it's a rectangle. Sometimes it's an odd triangle. Sometimes it's a, a parallelogram shaped lot. There's all kinds of different shapes. But essentially there's a perimeter of the house that says, I own this part. This is my land. This is my house. And you usually get that by getting a survey. And a surveyor comes out and they, they stake it and they say, this is what you own right here. Title insurance saves uh, the lawyers and saves the real estate people from going out and doing that extra work to guarantee or secure the actual location. Instead, they give you something called title insurance. There's no liens against the house. There's no encumbrances. Like somebody didn't build a shed in your backyard that shouldn't be there and stuff like that. So that's really what title insurance is. It just protects you to make sure that your house is yours free and clear when you buy it or sell it. So that's a lot of the time what lawyers do. Credit credit card insurance, I get this a lot. Actually, I had it from my oldest daughter. She had this on her credit card, and the, the bank put it on without her knowing about it. And after a couple months, she couldn't figure out what the 10 I think it was $12, was on her credit card. And it was some kind of balance protection. So if anything happened to her, her balance would be paid off. Now, some people think, well, that's a good idea because if something happens to me, their credit card's paid for. But if you're doing a full plan, and this is where people can get into being overinsured because they're not doing a plan with any one person or they're not doing it with themselves and sitting down and saying, well, I have, it, I have life insurance. My life insurance covers off my house and my debt. So if I died, then it's going to pay for anyway. So that's doubling up. Maybe I don't need it. And in her case, that for sure that was her case. And she canceled it and saved herself the $12 a month because this all adds up, right? And the other thing that you want to do is just make sure that you're covering everything when you're doing a full plan. So if you became disabled, what would happen? If, you, if you're self-employed and you became disabled because you were in a skiing accident and couldn't work for six months, what would you do? Like, what's going to happen? Are you going to be able to pay your bills? Are you going to be able to cover your medical expenses? And we all know that it depends on where you live and which country and in which province. In Canada, everyone I know looks to, I hear this a lot, that you look to Canada and you've got this great system. And we do have a really good healthcare system. There's no question about it. But it's not free and it's not all covered. So we also have health benefits here that you pay for, group benefits. So your drugs, your dental, your paramedical, which is recovery for you know, massage or um, speech therapy or physiotherapy, all that stuff, it's not all covered automatically under the government rules. So you still need health insurance. These are all the things that you want to look at. Am I double covered? So if you have health insurance, there's a portion of it that could be disability insurance or illness insurance. Do you have it? Is it part of your plan? Because if you have it and you don't need to have it twice, then don't pay for twice. And these are all things that you really want to look at and want to cover. So if you are, in a nutshell, looking at the five big ones, you want to look at health, car, home, life, and disability. And then we're going to talk about pet insurance because I do get asked that. There is absolutely something known as pet insurance. So what is it? Pet insurance covers your pet. Now, just because somebody has pet insurance doesn't mean everything is covered on their pet. So... What, how does that look? So in Canada, more than half of Canadians have a pet. So whether it's a cat, a dog, a 
a bunny, a lizard, a bird, I don't care, whichever your choice of pet is, more than half Canadians have one. So the big question is, should you get insurance? Because pets can be expensive. We all know that. They're just like kids that never never grow up and leave the house. They require you to feed them. They require you to take them out. They require you to take them to the doctors. They require you to help them when they're sick. They, re- they require you. They're completely dependent on you. And we are required as their their pet owners to look after them and take care of them. And that can be expensive. So do we get pet insurance? What does pet insurance look like? Because pet insurance doesn't mean, oh, I bought my my rabbit or my dog and oh, I'm just going to put this insurance on and then everything's going to be covered and I don't have to do anything. I'm not going to have to pay for their shots every year. I'm not going to pay for their food. I'm not going to pay if they have a toothache. I'm not going to pay if they are going to get spayed or neutered. Like People have that in their mind that they're not going to pay for anything and that's actually not the case. And we're going to talk a little bit about that after the break. So we're going to take our second break of the night. And when we come back, we're going to talk about pet insurance and we're going to talk about my dreaded mortgage insurance. You're going to know my bias. I am going to tell it to you right up front. I am anti-mortgage insurance. I'll tell you why. I'll explain why. i got good reasons. I'm sure I do. Um, And I'll explain that after the break. So we're going to take our second break. You are listening to Financial Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to continue to talk about insurance and what we need and how we need it. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspire Choices Network, and you are listening to Financially Speaking. And our topic tonight is all about insurance. Before we went to break, we were just talking about the different kinds, and I was going to share with you about pet insurance because I do get asked about this quite a bit. 
So we all, over half of us in Canada have pets. So our question is, do we need insurance or when do we need it or how much do we need? And caring for your, I, I said before, caring for your pet is expensive. And we know that it can be, it can be expensive, especially if they get sick. And it's not just an emotional strain that we, we go through with it. It can also be a financial strain. And for those of you who know me will know that I'm, uh, I'm one of those pet fanatics. I have dogs and I love them like my children. And for those of you that have listened to my sister who's been helping co-host the show, she did a, a whole episode on pets and how expensive they can be. Also another uh, pet fanatic she is with her dogs. So for us, we are the kind that, Uh, And I get asked this, and I've I've had people say this, if certain things are wrong, then they're not going to pay after a certain amount of money for their their dog or their cat. And for me, I I just couldn't even imagine that. So I am the the best customer of a vet (laughs) for my dogs because they know I'm doing it no matter what. So the question becomes pet insurance. So is it really worth it? I'm going to share with you a little bit about pet insurance and a lot of people that tell me it's not, and I'll tell you why. There is um, Victoria Shroff. She's a litigation lawyer and a professor at the University of British Columbia. And she has said, I quote, more than likely you're going to pay more for insurance than you will ever get back. I am not pro-pet insurance, and that is because I am the person that people come to when their insurance claim is denied. People believe they have coverage for something when they don't. It's not until they put the claim in that they realize, oops, I don't have it. So it's not a strong case for pet insurance. I do know people who have had uh, certain things covered, but here's here's the the challenge is what she lays out for you. Uh, instead of buying the pet insurance, her recommendation is like I always tell you: set the money aside. You know you have a pet. Uh, you know you want to go on vacation. You know you have debt you want to pay for, pay off. Set the money aside. Put it as part of your cash flow. You know when you're tracking your cash every day, so or every week or every month, whatever it is. Put it aside so you know that you've got money every month going aside for your pet, every month going aside for repair or oil change for your car. And then that money that's building up, you have it in case of emergency. So the way the pet insurance works, and this is why people think they have it, is they will go and get their pet insurance when the pet puppy or kitten is is pretty young. And they will not realize that certain breeds are susceptible to certain issues. So, for example, they said um, bulldogs and pugs are susceptible to having breathing problems. So they will be denied or excluded. Remember I talked about that exclusion? Because they consider that a pre-existing condition. And that's the pre-existing condition with the breed. So that's why you want to be awful careful that if you buy, if you have a certain type of animal and they're predisposed to certain conditions because of the breed that they are, then you want to make sure you check if you're going to do the pet insurance that it's not excluded if they have one of those issues. So um, that becomes really, really important because then you're paying for insurance on stuff that isn't going to be covered. Now, the other thing you want to do, like all insurance, is you want to shop around. Get a fair price. Make sure you know what the details are and make sure you know what the deductibles are because deductibles are that amount of money that you have to pay in order to access the insurance or have it kick in for you. And in in a lot of cases, you know, you'll have your group benefits, for instance, your health benefits. It's a 80% copay, which means you pay 20%. They pay 80%. Uh, auto insurance, you might have a $500 deductible. You might have a $1,000 deductible. You might have a $5,000 deductible. That's the amount of money you pay in order for the insurance to kick in and pay out. So 
there's no deductible on life insurance as a rule. So you have to look and see which kinds there are. There's deductible on pet insurance. There's deductible on home and auto. There's a deductible on um, health insurance. Typically, there's not a deductible on life or disability or critical illness. So these are things that you want to know. So ask to look at the fine print. These are some key questions that are recommended for buying pet insurance. Is there coverage restriction on the age of the animal? Is there ever a maximum payout? Because if it's something where, you know, it pays out $5,000 in total for the policy versus um, no limit or unlimited payout, how much do you pay per claim? Does that ever increase? What isn't covered? For example, genetic conditions that we just talked about. And does the policy cover vaccines? So if you get the policy, are they paying for the shots as well? So these are things that you just want to have a look at if you're considering pet insurance. So that's pet insurance. Um, it's a personal decision. Obviously, you don't need it if you don't have a pet. So it's like RESPs, Registered Education Savings Plan. If you don't have kids, you probably don't need RESPs. So these are things just to have a look at. Now, car insurance. Let's talk about that. I told you it's legal to, uh, or sorry, legal. It's definitely legal to have it. It's illegal not to. So if you're going to drive a car, you're having life insurance. You're having car insurance. That's just how it is. Now, <clears throat> what do you need to know? Every driver has to have insurance. It's on the road. Do they have them? No, not every driver does. They should have them. They can get in a lot of trouble, and they can be legally responsible. That is not a road you want to go down. Make sure you have insurance. There's something called, these. this is what is included in every insurance policy on your vehicle, something called third-party liability. So with, uh, for example, with a $200,000 minimum, in case someone else is killed or injured or their property is damaged as a result of a car accident you are in. So your third-party liability. You have to have a minimum of 200000 Statutory accident benefits coverage. This provides you with benefits if you are injured in an accident, even if you were at fault. So for those of you in Canada, specifically Ontario, you probably remember many years ago when they started talking about this thing called no-fault insurance, where you get in an accident and they don't blame you for the accident per se. Now, that's something for a whole other show because they do have to have find somebody at fault, but they don't have you at fault for um, insurance premium purposes, let's call it that. Now, direct compensation and property damage coverage. This is another uh, policy, including the policy uh, topic that's included. So this is for any damage to your vehicle and possessions inside it. So if you're in an accident and someone else is at fault and there was damage to your your vehicle or damage to the possessions inside of it, this is what covers it. Uninsured automobile coverage. This is for you and your family if you are injured or killed by a vehicle that is uninsured or flees the scene before their identity can be determined. So those people out there who are driving illegally with insurance, you have insurance on your policy to cover you against them. So, which is sad in a whole other way, but uh, that's the reality of it, and you have to protect yourself. So, the, in my opinion, this is how it is in, in our in our world. You have to. It's all about you. It is absolutely all about you. You have to protect yourself. You have to make sure that you're covered, and then you can very easily and very comfortably know that you've got all your stuff together, so you can go on with a happy, healthy, productive life, and not worry about the fact that oh, well, I can't afford car insurance, but I have a car and I'm not paying it. And you're just every time you get in that car, you're praying that you don't get pulled over or you don't have an accident. That's not a way to live. That's causing too much stress. That's going to cause health issues. And if you don't have health insurance, it's going to be expensive with that too. 
So make sure you have the car insurance. Now, the other one that we have, did you know that home insurance wasn't legal? Or was it, I don't know why I have a thing about being legal, but home insurance wasn't required by law. So it's not, you can actually not have insurance on your house. It's extremely risky. And if that's what you want to do, well, hey, that's what you do. But it could be required, i.e. mandatory, <laughs> by people like the lenders that you're getting money from, whether it's the bank or a mortgage broker or a private lender or whoever it is, they might require it. And why would they require it? Because they want to transfer the risk of them lending money to you to make sure that that big asset known as your house is covered in case something happens. So if your house burns down, and, I, and the insurance company knows the odds. Like, let me just say, if I didn't say already, which I, I think I might not have got into detail, but the insurance company hires actuarists, and they are people who calculate the probability, and this is where it gets into some really cool and funky math that says, hey, the odds are your house being broken into, living on that street in that neighborhood, at the age of the house, and so on and so forth. Based on the history, the odds are either really high or really low. And they have it right down to a number. They have it, same with life insurance. They calculate, it's, it's not an emotional decision. And people, when I talk about life insurance, they, they get a little bit emotional because they think that they're insuring their life. You're really, you're not. And I know it's called life insurance, but you're insuring, you're insuring your income. You're insuring the replacement of your income for your family if something happens to you. You're buying a guarantee of, money to be paid out to your favorite charity if that's what you want to do. You're also buying the ability to pass wealth on to your family. So when I think of life insurance, and I had since I was really young, I bought my first policy in my 20s because I thought it was very cool that I was able to do that. And and I was young and healthy and had no issues. So of course, it was cheaper, just like uh, any other insurance. You get it when you're young and healthy, like pet insurance, right? When they're young and healthy, and then it's cheaper. So and and you you don't run the risk of not being able to get it. So life insurance is one of those ones that I think is actually really fun because there's so many options with it. Auto insurance, pretty much about your car. House insurance, pretty much about your house. But life insurance can be about a whole lot of cool things and part of your state planning, um, income replacement for your family if something happens, you know, donating to charity, creating wealth for the next generation. Uh, that's how the really rich do it, which is also very cool. But your your house insurance, I, I think, is most interesting that it's not required to have it by law. It is, for most people, out there, Canada, the U.S., around the world, uh, your house is probably your biggest investment. It's the most expensive asset you own. It's an emotional place. It's a, it's financially devastating if something happens, like the roof needs to be replaced. Some people, uh, if if the if it was involved, like you had a hurricane or you had a tornado, I mean, you've seen the devastation that can take place from nature. And people who don't have insurance, they pay for it. That's just it, plain and simple. So my personal opinion is it's awful risky not to have insurance just because you're not, not required to. I think it's awful risky. Uh, you work so hard, and especially if your house is paid off and something happens, well, you're paying. That's it. There's no insurance. If, if There's no help if there's no insurance. So that's my own bias. Everyone has their own. Uh, so that's for house, for your home insurance. There's different kinds of policies on your home as well. We talked about with your car, for instance, there's certain things that you want clearly stated in your home policy, like protection on fire, on lightning strikes, on smoke if it's caused by malfunctioning cooking devices or heaters. Uh, they won't cover it if it's a fireplace usually. 
But uh, if you have a wood-burning stove, you got to make sure that's disclosed and that it's covered. Uh, theft, if someone breaks in your house, water damage. Water is huge, huge, huge for damage. It's terrible. Uh, wind damage. You know, I've seen lots of people's shingles have blown off the roof or trees have landed on their their uh, house or garage or whatever. Uh, aircraft or vehicle impact, explosion, falling objects, except for those caused by earthquake or snow slides is usually the way those uh perils are stayed on the policy so again shop for pricing and make sure you get the right coverage shop around look for some perils like electrical surge or electrical current make sure you know how they're defined and make sure it covers what you need to be covered those are just a few examples like i mentioned we can't get through everything in detail but these are the big ones and we want to cover the big ones so we're going to take our last break of the night and when we come back we'll wrap it up with my favorite one which is living benefits and life insurance you are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to just wrap up our discussion about insurance. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network, and you're listening to Financially Speaking. Today, we've been talking about insurance, and before we went to the break, we just wrapped it up with our conversation about auto and home insurance, and we're just going to finish up on my favorite one, which is life insurance, and it's usually the one people don't like uh, or like the least, I, I guess. Uh, but life insurance is a real privilege if you can qualify for it, and not everybody does. And there's certainly, just like your home insurance, but you can have riders on your policy as well. And for anyone that heard that Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez got married and her engagement ring is worth just over one and a half million dollars, I guarantee you they have a rider on that or standalone policy insuring that ring. So if anything happens to it, it's covered. And these are things that insurance does. So 
uh, it also, ironically, I don't know if anyone remembers the Entertainment Tonight when Mary Hart was on it, and I, I heard that her legs were insured as well. So you can insure all just about anything. Like I said, it just depends on what's reasonable, what makes sense for you. So life insurance, you need it, do you not need it? How much do you need? Um, I tell people the the quick and dirty method to figure out what you need, and this is not a, a guaranteed hard and fast rule. It's just a guide to help you, is you figure out how much debt you have, and that includes your mortgage or includes your final expenses, rather, so your funeral expenses. Take your income and how much of your income you want to leave. If something happens to you, do you want your spouse, your partner, or your kids to have two or three times your income, which means, if you make $50,000 a year, you want them to have $150,000 so they can replace your income for three years. Uh, your mortgage and then any expenses or any education that you have for your kids. So if you have young children and you haven't got their education expense all paid off yet or um, you're preparing to send them to school because they're young, then you might want to figure out, okay, I need to have $100,000 in, in money for the education funds. So you add those up and you think, well, okay, that's roughly what I need for insurance. For my life insurance. So if anything happens to you and the number adds up, $420,000, that's how much you need. And you can buy different kinds of insurance. So you can buy term and you can buy permanent. So that's temporary and permanent, which means you have it for the rest of your life. Obviously, there's a big difference in price. The temporary stuff is usually quite quite a bit less, um, but it, it expires. So it depends on what's for. And you, there's so many, like I mentioned, there's so many things you could use life insurance for. It's actually... Uh, super exciting and super cool because there's lots of stuff you can do with it in business and personally. Uh, there's living benefits, which is critical illness and disability insurance. Also really, really important to have because disability insurance is for you while you are alive. They're called living benefits. If something happens to you and you can't work, it replaces your income until you go back to work or it replaces your income until something else happens. So that's what disability insurance is for. Uh, critical illness is if you get sick, you get a one-time payout and it says, here it is, tax-free, lump sum, do with it what you want, do exploratory surgery, do exploratory drugs, do whatever you want, go on a trip, there's no strings attached. And I, I'm I'm guessing that I've seen a lot of these GoFundMe sites pop up and those types of uh, fundraising sites for people. And, and my guess is it's because most of them aren't prepared when tragedy strikes. And by not prepared, I mean obviously not just emotionally, but financially they're not prepared. So they probably don't have their disability and their critical illness or even health benefits. And the sad thing is a lot of those, you are relying on the mercy of strangers. And there's a significant number of sites that, that are, are asking for funding that people don't get. And there's just so many of them that some of them don't even get the attention or get the traction. So there's always a, a typically, I mean, I know there's some on there that people have seen that are kind of silly about trips and stuff, but uh, for the most part, they're because tragedy strikes and people aren't prepared. So if that's you and you're not prepared yet, or you're thinking, geez, I really should do this, go and get the cool. It's not stressful. It's not at all stressful. It's not painful. It's You're just talking about your income. You're not talking about your life. There's not the fear of I'm going to get life insurance and then I'll die the next day. No, there's, I guarantee you about all the insurance that we've talked about, the only insurance that is guaranteed to pay out is going to be life insurance because we may not have a house fire. We may not have a car accident. We may not have a disability. We may not have an illness or a uh, critical situation. We don't need our critical illness. 
We may never have the appliance break or the computer break. So there's a lot of warranties. There's a lot of insurance that, you know, travel insurance, we get that when we leave and we may never use it, but we have because it's peace of mind and we're transferring risk, like I said, to the insurance company. But I guarantee you the only insurance that you will claim on is going to be life insurance because uh, the reality of it, none of us get out of this planet or off this planet alive. And I, that's not morbid. That's just the reality of it. And when I think about life insurance, I just think of it that way. So when you're thinking about insurance, don't start thinking about um, any any fearful pieces to it or, oh, what if the house caught fire? Oh, my gosh, what if my pet got sick? And what if I got in a car accident? What if and what if and what if? You don't know what's going to happen. You do the best you can with what you got. And you just make sure you're covered and protected. You cover your family and you cover yourself and protect yourself as best you can with what you've got for cash flow and I'm going to say the B word for your budget. So if you are working on budgets or if you just track your cash, work it into the whole system. It's just it's just another payment. It's no different than your grocery bill or your hydro payment. You can just work it into the cash flow and every month you know that you're paying X amount of dollars to cover that off. And that gives you peace of mind because really that's what insurance is. It is 100% for you for peace of mind. So in the event that something happens, that you're covered for it. In the event that you get in a car accident, you know you're going to have car insurance that's going to look after your car. If your house burns down, you know you have the proper coverage in place that your car, as sad as it's going to be, you're not going to be financially ruined or financially strapped. So you just know that it gives you that peace of mind to deal with the tragedy in the way that it has to be dealt with. So hopefully that's giving you a little bit of insight into the different kinds of insurance. It's not overwhelming, although I certainly know it can be. Um, it's, there's a lot to it and there's a lot of parts to it, but we don't all need them all. So just get the ones that you need and get the quotes for what you do need. Next week, we have a guest, Ann Smith. I hope you enjoy joining us back then. It's been a pleasure. It's always exciting on the Inspired Choices Network. Stay tuned with the shows. We'll see you next week. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.